Morning, Jim. Good morning, Jay. All right, Timberwolves, uh, another victory, this time at Portland. Portland, we know they're not real good, but uh, the Wolves still got to beat the teams that are on their schedule. And uh, Anthony Edwards goes for 41 points. Nikhil Alexander, 18 off the bench. He's really been giving him more offense lately, hasn't he? Yeah, he was lights out last night. Edwards was good throughout, but the Wolves also had some players who weren't contributing. McDaniels, McDaniels seems to be the biggest variable between uh, how they play against good teams, how they play against bad teams. McDaniels gets revved up for good teams and big defensive assignments, and he seems to float uh, against lesser opponents. He he was not him. He was not at his best last night. He didn't score. He was kind of a liability. And Edwards kept him in the game. Then Alexander Walker really won it for him in the fourth quarter. Of course, you know he he hit the shots. Uh, I also saw really great ball movement from Conley. Real incredible efficiency from Edwards. Edwards has been remarkably efficient the last three or four games. Uh, almost elevating you know, his play up to like superstar level. Uh, and then the ball movement, really good pick setting by Gobert and Kyle Anderson. They really freed up Alexander Walker and he drained those shots. He hit the biggest shots of the game. So, Jim, when you look at uh, where this team is at, especially what Gobert consistently is giving them, I mean, another double double, he just does it every time 16 points, 15 rebounds. How is he so much different this year? Is it just being comfortable with the players he's playing with? Is he more healthy? What What do you think? It, it's a combination of things. Number one, he was banged up uh, last year. He just didn't move very well. And, you know, we know he didn't catch the ball well last year. Well, you know, anybody who's played sports at any level knows if you're if you're hurting, if your legs are sore or tired, you know, whatever, your hands aren't going to work as well, you know? Uh, so I think he's healthier. Uh, he got a full off-season, full training camp playing alongside Carl Anthony Towns. I think Finch has simplified the defense uh, that has, you know, Gobert is a very smart defender. And I think last year they tried to play different styles when different people were on the court. And I think it caused some confusion. And this year they're playing pretty much the same defenses, regardless who's on the court. Um, and... Uh, I think all those things have helped him to relax and get back to having a little bit. I, I don't really love the word, but it kind of fits here. It kind of let him have a little more swagger. Last year, he looked like uh, he didn't know what he was supposed to do. He didn't really belong. And this year, he's playing like the guy who was a three-time defensive play, player of the year. So then they have uh, a day, I guess, in Portland today, and then they'll play against them tomorrow. So this is another opportunity to kind of expand that lead, I guess, in the Western Conference. One game up on OKC, two up on the Clippers and Nuggets. Uh, they were in a dead heat with those teams not long ago, and now they've uh, created at least a little bit of ground. And they're passing the eye test, too, because they're playing really good basketball. I mean, they they obliterated the Bucks. They obliter I don't know if I gave you this stat. Uh, they're the there have been 778 times when a uh, – let me get the stat, stat right. They're the first team in 778 tries to win consecutive road games against a team that is 15 games or better above 500 by 20 points or more. They did it at Milwaukee. They did it at the Clippers, uh, with Clippers being the more impressive of the two outings. Then they have a back-to-back, -back, easy to let down, and they played really hard in the fourth quarter to blow them out. Um, we're seeing a lot of things come. I mean, you know, success isn't always linear. doesn't mean they're going to win Thursday. doesn't mean they're going to win the, the title or anything. But, but we are seeing this team really put it together right now. Uh, they're doing so many things well. 
you give a lot of credit to uh, Chris Finch and uh, Conley? Oh, yeah. Uh, Conley has built a really good... I mean, look, look at that team. Conley is one of the most important players. Alexander Walker has become one of their most important players. Uh, you know, there's seven most important players, probably. And they got those two guys for D'Angelo Russell, a guy they didn't even want in this town. Uh, what a deal. And remember, a lot of people, when that deal was done, weren't impressed. They're like, you're getting an old point guard, you know, for, for D'Angelo Russell who's shooting the lights out. I liked it because I, I like Connolly more than I like Russell. But to get Alexander Walker thrown into that deal, that would have been a great deal if you got Connolly for Russell and they get Alexander Walker thrown in. Listen, um, Tim Connolly knows what he's doing. Finch is an excellent coach. Uh, really good guy, too, which is a nice bonus. And not only can Finch coach, but he also has the kind of relationship with his players where they will do anything he asks them to do. So a lot of, a lot of good stuff happening there right now. I had a listener question on this and um, in regards to both go for men's and women's basketball. Wanted to know why they don't make free throws as well as other teams. Uh, go for men's and ba women's basketball? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And I, I know the men have had struggles with that, but Mara Braun, she's yeah. like the best in the nation. I know she's hurt now, but she's shot like 95% from the free throw line. Right. Uh, I I don't know if there's a unifying uh, theory that ties all that stuff together. Uh, I do think Mara Braun is an excellent shooter, and her being hurt hurts them shooting free throws. The men, I, I don't really have an explanation for it. You know, I, I really think... Uh, no, I, I don't have any explanation for it. Jim, uh, speaking of the Gophers, uh, a couple of Gopher players invited to the NFL Scouting Combine, tight end and St. Claude Tech graduate, Brevin Span Ford, and then safety Tyler Newbin. Uh, your thoughts on those two players and, and where you might think that they might go uh, as far as the round, what day they might be looking at as a possibility to go in the draft? Yeah, you know, at this point, I can't tell you I have a firm answer on that. I think Newbin's a, a wonderful player. Um Right now, my gut tells me maybe third-round pick. Um, of course, the teams don't even know where it's going to be drafted, so it's hard to predict what they're going to do. Um, Brevin Stanford, really interesting prospect. Size, talent. Um, I really expected them to use him a lot more last year than they did. And I'm not sure whether it was the quarterback or the coach who, who you know, didn't put him to good use. Uh, he's the kind of guy, though, if he can perform well you know, the combine is more important for some players than others. He's the kind of guy, if he can perform well at the combine and in private workouts and show people that he has hands and a little bit of a wiggle to his game, you know, I don't think I don't think he goes high in the draft, but he could be he's probably a sixth rounder or a, a an undrafted free agent, but that doesn't mean he won't have a good career. Uh, he's just gonna but he didn't get to prove himself a lot as a senior. Uh, in college, I think he's got to prove himself in this offseason. Jim, do you think that Brevin's one of those guys that if he ends up going to the right team that uses their tight ends, that he could really, you know, do something with his career? I would think so. Uh, he He's probably going to have to start his career as a third or fourth tight end and, and work his way up the ladder. And, hey, there are some teams that use two, three tight ends at a time. There are some teams that barely use one tight end. So, uh, yeah, I think going to the right team will be a big thing for him. Jim, the uh, Twins are showing up in Fort Myers. There's probably some players that were already there, but pitchers and catchers need to be there today in Fort Myers to get set for spring training. Um, sign of spring, certainly. Um, and it does feel like, you know, rosters, not just with the Twins, but other major league teams, because there's so many 
pretty good free agents still out there. Their rosters are not even close to being finalized. No, and I, I would think that the, the Twins are still working on some things. Um, still possible you'll add some kind of an extra starting pitcher just to round out the rotation. Of course, they really need to figure out what they're doing Varland. If Varland's your, you know, if Varland's going to be one of your six starting pitchers, then you there's probably not a ton of need to go add a lot more. If he's a reliever, then he might, you know, need to have some organizational, more organizational depth at starter. Again, as I said earlier this week, then again, if, if the bullpen is going to be this deep and outstanding and if Varland's part of that, you might just piece, have bullpen games instead of uh, worrying about having like a mediocre starter just to get you through four or five innings. So I see that the uh, Twins have invited 19 non-roster players to camp, including Brooks Lee. Um, Brooks Lee, you know, it sounds like he's got a chance to at least appear at some point this season for the Twins. Um, is it interesting? Is it going to be interesting to see what position they have him play? Yeah, but I mean, in his current role as the top prospect who's still trying to fight his way to the big leagues, he let's be honest, he's probably going to come up when somebody's hurt. So, um, you know, I would imagine the minors they will have him working, you know, at short second. Uh, maybe a little bit of first, maybe a little bit of third, because, listen, Royce Lewis has an injury history. Carlos Correa is coming off a, an injury-filled season. Uh, we don't know how well Julian's going to field the ball at second base. Uh, so, and, you know, I, I think they want Kirilov and Santana to be in kind of a platoon at first base. But, you know, if anybody gets hurt, they want Brooks Lee to be ready to replace them. So I would guess this is a season where, Instead of just developing him as a shortstop, they're going to try to have him be ready to come up and relieve whoever needs it. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Uh, it's a good dawn of sports with Tatum Everett from the Vikings. Uh, we have a good John Krasinski show up on the walls. We have a good uh, Viking update show up. And everything's at TalkNorth.com or on your favorite podcast app. All right, Jim, thank you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jim. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune Sports columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strib. Check out his latest column in the Star Tribune or his podcast at talknorth.com. Jim, today brought to you by the Green Mill in downtown St. Cloud. Coming up next on WJON, World of National News from ABC.